This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. How you doing? Hope you're well. Thank you so much for downloading today's show. It is an absolute barnstormer, mainly because we've got an unbelievable weekend of fighting to talk about. Coming up on today's show. We're still creasing with laughter over the judging at the weekend. You know, how's your score the fight wrong because you've Mistuck identity. (laughs) (laughs) We're making our predictions for Ward versus Kovalev part two. The second one's going to be even better. Yeah. Because Kovalev ain't going to fucking take this to the judges, let me tell you. The fists of fury are coming your way. (laughs) The crusher is coming, my friend. Yeah. I've got a a real funny feeling he's going to stop Andre Ward. Wow. And we are planning Fight Disciples on tour. Do you want to be a part of it? Here's the agenda. But then here's another little curveball, right, that we just want to throw your way. Because the weekend after Callum Smith does that against Darrell, there's Canelo against Triple G. Now, that if you're in the States when that's happening, <laughs> be rude to fly home. Can't come on. <laughs> Got to stay out, haven't we? You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome to episode 109 of the Fight Disciples podcast, and it's an absolute <sighs> barnstormer. Oh, it's a biggie. This weekend, we have got an absolute screamer to talk about. Um, and in fact, with it being an, quite an epic fight week, we've got quite a few episodes for you to get through this week, uh, of which I will tell you about throughout the course of the show. Um, if you've only just stumbled across us and you don't subscribe, come on, man, what are you playing at? Get amongst it. Get mm-hmm. amongst it. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes. It's this is award-winning shit about you listen to here. Come on. Literally, award-winning shit. <laughs> uh, fightdisciples.com. Um, that's our website. Everything's on there. Go and have a little bit of a nosy. And we're all over social media as well, at Fight Disciples, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Before we get stuck into all our boxing talk, I think it's only nice that you get to find out a little bit more about us away from the world of talking about boxing and what goes on in our real world. All right? Nick... He is the baby whisperer. That's what's going on at this moment in time. And this happens at my house all the time as well. But my missus doesn't listen to this show. I know that your missus does listen to this show. So we're going to take the mick out of your missus right now. Because at the weekend, Nick's missus, for the first time in a long time. Three years. Since since the little fella was born. Never mind the baby. Since the little fella was born. She was staying out. Mm. She went out with her pals. Oh, she was lushed up on all sorts of intoxication. Spa Spa they went. She had a full massage. Sipping Prosecco all night. Five star meal. And I bet you she used the excuse, well, you're always away. Yeah, but I'm always away working. Exactly. I'm not on the lash. Exactly. But she's gone away. She's gone for the big weekend away. She's left Big Popper here in charge of the two rascals for the first time in three years. On your own, sunshine. On your own. Do you, you know what the highlight of it for her was as well, on a personal level, is the fact that my folks and my sister and her husband had gone to Chester Reese's for the day. So you were on your own. So there was no like no one to lean on. That was she, that delighted her more than anything. I think she paid for their tickets to yeah, go to yeah. Reese's, actually. This is it. You're going to find out what it's really like, Nick. Yeah. You're going to find out. You come in here and you're just the... You're you're the entertainment. The kids love you because you're the entertainment. This is the graph now. (laughs) You've got a good 48 hours on your own. Get on it. Anyway, this always happens, right? When Mrs. Catterall goes out on her night out, on a Friday night with her pal, she goes out for a little bit of a drink and what have you. Do the kids ever get up in the night for me? No, they do not. (laughs) No, they do not. This is gold. So Nick's in charge. He puts the kids to bed. Now, normally they're up. 
Yeah, no, no, or, 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 but they get up every couple of times, couple replacing of t- dummies, yeah. oh, yeah. soothing tears, oh, back awesome. in bed, in our bed, back yeah. in the old that's bed. It. Tell them what happened, Nick. Tell them what happened. Uh, the baby went to sleep about five past seven. Nice. Slept right through. Didn't hear a peep. Didn't hear a peep. Either that or you turned the monitor off. Anyway, yeah, exactly. carry on. <laughs> the little fella let him stay. You know, mum's away. Mm. Stay up an extra half hour, son, watching this vampire's cartoon that he likes. Yeah. Takes him to bed, settles him down. Down he goes. Boom. Straight through till 8 o'clock this morning, in the morning. Get in. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> easy. 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 <laughs> the missus comes home on uh, Sunday morning after a fantastic weekend away yeah, with the bit girls. Of a, bit of a big head. Anticipating carnage. <laughs> anticipating World War Three. Yeah. Not a cat in else. Me and the kids, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. That's it. Smoking cigars. House, <laughs> house spotless. Dishes all done. Everything sorted. Easy work, this. Easy, Easy work. Easy. Go away any time, love. Any time you there fancy you it. Happens all the time, that. Yeah. I get it in the neck for that. What, do you, why, what, what, you, what are you doing? What are you doing differently? Well, I'm giving them a little bit of whiskey. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Knocks them clean out. <laughs> Maybe it was the hits from the bong the little fella took before bed that put him out. Absolutely wiped him out. Um, again, just before we get stuck into our boxing chat, this is another random thing that happened this week. Um, I was... I don't know why I was sifting through my bank statement, but I was sifting through it online, and I'm in a little bit of a nausea. Uh, to see where I could save a few quid. I was going to kick off with BT because they're charging me too much, all mm-hmm. right? It's basically where I did that with Sky last week. And I noticed uh, there was a deposit into my bank account from a certain Nicholas Pete. I'm thinking, <laughs> why? What? Surely that's a mistake. I'm going to have to give him this cash back. Um, and I've just brought it up with you now because you, you'd not even told me. You just I totally forgot about it. You, I just wired it and totally forgot about it. Yeah. You put money into my account without telling me that it was happening and you didn't owe me anything. So I was thinking, what's the, what's the score here? Go on. It was a tenner. It was a tenner that my dad said because he upset your fun run the other week in Manchester. <laughs> he upset your momentum. Cost you a few valuable seconds, yeah, I'm sure. That's it. He said the least I can do is, uh, is sponsor Adam now, so I'll give him that tenner. So uh, I, I knew it wasn't in your weekend. I knew I would have spent it. So I just thought, I'll just wire him before I forget. So there you go. It. That was Mr. off Papa Pete, that one. Papa Pete sponsoring the boy for the run because he interrupted me, uh, ringing me as I was uh, doing the 10K in Manchester a couple of weeks back. There you go. There you go. Nice, nice little Brucey bonus there. Well done, son. <laughs> obviously, I'll give that to the charity. Obviously. Of course, I will. Of course, yeah. I will. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, this is the point of the show where I get to brag a little bit. Um, wait, 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 wait. Are we not start with the big one. What do you mean? I want to start with the big one. It's the. If this is an epic fight week, I want to start with the big fight. No. I'm starting with me bragging, is what I'm starting I with. I want to start at Lee Sports Centre for the Central Area <laughs> Super Flyweight title fight that I give everyone a free feed for at the weekend, courtesy of Stevie oh, Wood. The, yeah, and they were delighted. Anyway, the the, the, uh, the analysis... Big upset. The, Big upset. The analysis of the uh, the Central Area title, local area title that Nick was going crazy about on last week's show um, is on our Radio City talk show, which you can get via our website, fightdisciples.com. I apologise if he littered your social media at the weekend, tagging you in all sorts of stuff. Here, here's the Facebook feed. Watch these lads in a in a, in a call centre, not even a shopping centre, just having a scrap in a KFC. There you go. Uh, get yourself stuck into it. It's still there. You can still have a nausea of it, uh, but the analysis is on our Radio City talk show. Before we talk Kovalev Ward, because this is what this is all about, I suppose, yep. this weekend, yep. I just want to brag a little bit, mate, because I, I said... Should. So I, said, you should. I said the boy from Belfast would do the job, didn't I? Yeah. I saw him against Farag in Liverpool. I was very impressed with him. He's got a bit of an awkward style. I love the way that he goes about his business. And I just thought, home crowd, I thought they'd have too much uh, for Haskins. Haskins, don't get me wrong. Brave as they come. Yeah. You hate it when I do that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, hate it. <laughs> 
a boxer. Yeah, he's brave as he come. But he was brave at the weekend. His arm was definitely he was injured in the sixth round without yeah. any shadow of a doubt, and he cracked on. Fair play to him. He didn't quit. It's no. his world title. Even though he was on away soil, he still wanted to go right to the end because he was rolling the dice. He might have got that Hollywood punch in. Not a cat in hell's chance against this kid. I thought he was absolutely superb. And even without the injury, he'd won every single round up until yeah. that point. I thought he won every single round after that point. Um, we're going to talk judges in a minute because I think that's piss funny. But, gonna, <laughs> but I'm glad we can laugh about it. No, I think it's brilliant. Um, but let's talk about uh, Ryan Burnett, the new IBF champ. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And equaling a record that Wayne McCulloch set up, um, becoming a world champion in his, was it 17th or 16th fight? Something like uh, that. 16th fight? Well done him anyway. Whatever it is, well done you. Yeah. In only a, a, a baby handful. Uh, of fights, world champ, and I think he's going to run for some time. I think he's brilliant. This yeah, kid. I thought he was absolutely outstanding, and uh, you know this is the first world champion off this new production line yeah. from Adam Booth. I think mm. you know the, he's going to have so many. The, the talent in his gym is just frightening. So Adam Booth fighter as well, exactly. Isn't it? So exactly. Adam Booth. Exactly. That's exactly what he is. He's a. Ta- he's, it, we talked about it the other week, like trainers playing playing their boxes like computer games, and he uh, that is the, that was the quintessential Adam Booth performance. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. They did the homework. They knew Haskins counter puncher, unorthodox throws, unorthodox punchings. They seen the fact that if they led a lead right hand, it would land all night. And from the first bell to the last bell, you couldn't miss with that lead mm. right hand. And okay, Haskins got injured. Looks like he's severely injured his arm, his right shoulder in the sixth round. Uh, obviously hampered him in the second half of the fight but up until that point he was a mile behind it was was like a generations fight listen I've never been the biggest fan of Lee Haskins anyway I think what he's done in his career surpassed any kind of expectations of where we thought he was going to be certainly earlier on his career when he's domestic Mm. level the fact that he became a world champion and reigned as a world champion is phenomenal for him um, I know that kind of the setup a little bit, the Sanagars, I'm not huge fans of what they do for this sport. So, you know, it, it kind of felt nice that it was the changing of the guard, really. It's like, okay, you've, you've had your time, move over now. This kid is the future and boy, is he the future. And it's an electric little weight division as well. Mm. This kid could be the best of all. Um, just on Haskins, one thing that I will compliment him on, fight anyone, anywhere, 100%. anytime, never turn a fight down. No. And that's what fans love and, and I've yeah. no doubt he's built up a fantastic fan base off the back of that. Exactly, yeah. Brave, brave as they come as you like to say. <laughs> Great. Yeah, he's a boxer. Yeah, they're you all, slipped they're in. all brave. You they're all brave. <laughs> but the playboy, the playboy Lee Askin Jazz, message you didn't I? I thought that was hilarious. What a, what a what a funny nickname for that little chappy. <laughs> That's all I was thinking about. Yeah, the playboy, yeah. Brilliant. But you know what? Before the first bell went, just when you're seeing Burnett walking to the ring, it was, you knew then. It was cold. It was exactly like Errol Spence walking to the ring against Kell Brook. You knew. It was like Burnett knew. It's like, sorry, everyone. The reason I've got this big cheesy smile and I'm loving every minute is because I've re- not only have I read the script, I wrote the script. I know exactly what's going to happen mm. here. I know this kid inside out. And Errol Spence was the same. It was like he was walking to the ring. Nothing bombed, bothered him at Bramall Lane because mm. he was like, I've got it. I've got his number. And Burnett completely had Lee Askin's number. Come on, judges. <laughs> <laughs> how? How, right? He has his fucking name on his shorts, mate. He has his name on his shorts. Both of them have their name on the shorts. Surely, right, it says his name at the top of one column. And I've no doubt on that column it says red. Yeah. In the other column, it will say Haskins, grey, yeah. or yeah, whatever yeah. he was wearing, yeah? Surely then you just put the right ticks in those, in those boxes. But this is, listen, I can't, I can't play devil's advocate because the guy's an absolute tool. You know, how would you score the fight wrong because you've mis- you mistook identity? Mistook. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, I hope that is the case. I hope that is the well, case. I think that is the case. It, well, I, I know post-fight they've said, oh, his mistaken identity, he had the wrong guy. He, mm. he recognised the wrong guys. I think the argument was that uh, Burnett had red on his short, but he was from the blue corner. Is that right? Or something like that? That's right. So we kind of yeah. recognised... the oh, argument? Yeah, he's right. kind of going, oh, well, that's the red guy and that's uh, the grey guy and the guy in the grey shorts. He must be the blue... Co- you know what I mean? He, that's how he's, that's kind of how they're saying he mixed it up now. Fantastic. Obviously, he can't read because he, one's got bayonet on his shorts, the other one's got Haskins. Yeah. That that And one's coming out of the red sign-posted corner and the one's in a blue sign-posted corner. But anyway, let's overlook that. To be honest, I think the Yank just fucking scored it completely wrong and is clueless and must have been half-cut. And I think afterwards they've gone in the back and gone, oh, they're gonna... And he's gone, are you sure you didn't get them mixed up? Oh, uh, oh that's Haskins. <laughs> oh, you're joking. Oh, blood. No, oh, bloody hell. Silly me. Yeah, silly me. Silly yeah. me. Fucking hell. The man should never work in boxing ever again. It was unreal. End of story. To be fair, his scoring was absolutely bang on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just the wrong it, way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he'd have got it the other way around. Yeah, absolutely nailed. And uh, there was loads of interviews afterwards with the guys from the British Board of Boxing Control. How funny Eddie. was Eddie Hearn's face? <laughs> and he went, split decision. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually... Go back and watch it, right? Because Eddie Hearn's in the back of the shot where he goes, we've got a split decision. <laughs> Eddie Hearn, you can see him clear as day, goes, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking split decision? <laughs> it's so funny to watch. Yeah, brilliant. I've just but, got it on repeat. I'm just glad we can laugh about it now, you know. No harm was done kind of no. thing. The right man obviously got the belt wrapped around us. We didn't steal that moment away from Ryan Burnett because that would have been a travesty had it been stolen away from him mm. or whatever it may be I'd, I'd have been closer and the decision went the wrong way because the guy mistaken identity or whatever let's, let's just be let's just glad we can laugh about it and let's just never invite Sal the American ever back to this country again just got me thinking though about has ever, has a fighter ever lost a fight on mistaken identity crazy to think about it isn't of it? all the fights that have ever yeah. happened in the world ever how many close fights where the guys scored the wrong box because I've no doubt that somewhere down the line someone with the same name would have fought each other like Smith might have fought Smith at some point and yep. the mistaken identity might have kicked in there yeah I don't know I don't know it's a good question I don't, if it has the judge never put his hand up afterwards and gone <laughs> oh shit oh that guy <laughs> Don't wrap the belt around his waist because I was going to say the other guy won. What? What? what ha- yeah, exactly that. What happens at that moment when the referee lifts the guy's hand up and he goes, "No, no, no it's the other guy." <laughs> no, no, I didn't score for him. I scored for the other guy. No, that's not what your card says, mate. Your card yeah. says this guy won. Exactly. Oh, mate, Clark Samar- Samartino, Samartino was his whatever. Name? He's, he's definitely Never not again. coming back to the UK anyway. Never again. He's not ever. He's not coming back to the UK ever. There you go. Um, well done, Ryan Bennett sensational stuff looking forward to watching the rest of your career and as we've both just said there a typical Adam Booth fighter and if you watch him and you watch uh, Josh Kelly who we're both uh, absolutely uh, huge fans of he um, they've got such similar styles just that twitch I love that twitch style me yeah. Do you know, like where you're obviously trying to drag somebody into yeah, go fence. first before you then counter attack yeah, those little yeah. fence, but they do it in exactly the same way. It's very upper body. It's not like I'm throwing a jab or I'm throwing a, a yeah. cross or something like that, like a faint one of those with the shoulders. Mm-hmm. They do it with the head and the whole body the kind hips. of goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like you've got a nervous disposition <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah. when you're watching it, but I kind of like it because. It looks like the full body momentum's coming at you, so yeah. it looks more like a feint. Yeah, absolutely. And then, obviously, the lead then comes 
to draw that lead and then just the counter I thought his counter attacking was absolutely brilliant at the weekend. It was that right it was that counter and right hand that yeah. back right hand and he threw it in a way where his head was it. out of the way exactly. of the counter he shot he just kept throwing it but it was landing right on the button every single time I thought he was outstanding and again you know listen Adam Booth we know he's one of the best trainers in the UK we've known that for some time but I'm telling you now the little stable that he's building is frightening because they're all young. They're all, they've all got incredible amateur experience, which is the way Adam Booth likes it. And now he's just moulding them. Did, have you seen that video on his social media where he's padding both of them yeah, at the brilliant. same time? Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. I thought it was kind of gay, but anyway. Was... <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was homoerotic. <laughs> yeah, what you were homoerotic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't think we're going to be winning an award next year. <laughs> You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now, before we talk about the big super fight that's happening this weekend, I want to talk about our little mate, Mini Mike Tyson, getting arrested in New York. Brilliant. What are you doing, Mini Mike? What are you doing? We were so excited about you against Billy Joe Saunders. Then you obviously get yourself all caught up in this Russian crime syndicate, allegedly, uh, and you've got yourself arrested. Um, over in New York. Not the only fighter, though. Did you, there were a UFC dude as well somewhere down the line that were involved in this. This this ring, this uh, syndicate of uh, of crime, yep. is, is not just him and his pals. There's tons of people that have been arrested over in the States because of this. You couldn't write it, could you? What are they accusing him of? Is he the debt collector or something like something that? Like that he's yeah. like the, I think there's some people just take the Rocky movie a bit too literally. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you know, you can't, you can't get away with that kind of lifestyle. Mm. He, um, he's blew it now. He's blew his world title chance. Mm. The thing, if you were to write Billy Johnson as his career, it's unbelievable. You couldn't. No. You can't make up the stuff that has happened to him. Is he the yeah. most unluckiest dude? Is he the most unluckiest world champion that there has ever been? Well, he's certainly the most unluckiest world champion in the UK. You know what I mean? That the UK in this little golden era that we're having right now, nothing has gone right for him. He can't go whack, can he? No, it's crazy. Feel for him, man. It's just a shame that um, Yon lad. Chris Eubank Jr. has decided to do his ITV pay-per-view, of which we uh, speak yeah. about on uh, our Radio City talk show, because Nick now is definitely going to sign up and pay for that, because <laughs> Robbie Davis Jr. is on that bill. Even though he's no opponent at this moment in time, he will be signing up and uh, uh, and paying hard-earned cash. Yeah, we talk about potential opponents as well. Mm. It's all there for you on our Radio City talk show, fightdisciples.com. Please, go and download it. There's loads on there this week, including a full-length interview with Paul Smith Jr., head of his fight. Uh, this weekend, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, Hall of Fame as uh, the class of 2017. A few guys have been inducted there. I'm not going to list everybody because there's tons of people, but the two main ones that stand out are Evander the Real Deal, yeah. Holy Field, and uh, the babyface assassin, the original one, Marcus Antonio Barrera, the man that I absolutely love to hate because of what he did to Prince Nazim Ahmed. However, let's talk about the aforementioned um, Evander Holyfield, yep. um, former unified cruiserweight champion of the world, Heavyweight champion of the world, first five-time uh, champion. Of the world. Unbelievable career that Ivan the Holyfield um, had. No wonder that he's been inducted into the Hall of Fame. But not yeah. only that, if you look at the actual resume of guys that he took on, it's unbelievable. Absolute icon of the game. Literally, his record is a who's who. And if you think when he first moved up in cruiserweight as well, similar vein to like to like David Hay has looked on him. He's he was always a relatively small heavyweight. Yeah, he was. You know, when he moved up, people thought he got he's got no chance of being a success in this weight division. And, you know, and even up until the uh, the famous Buster Douglas fight and everything else, it was like oh, he's just not big enough. But then the Tyson the Tyson fights happened for him, and that just completely and utterly changed him 
100%, and then suddenly he was a more than a viable heavyweight. He was the heavyweight champion of the world and completely and utterly built his legacy on those performances against Tyson. And I'm glad he's in the Hall of Fame because he's one of the greatest of all time, certainly of our era. Mm. We're going to have to do a special on him because if you, if you think about uh, Evander Holyfield's career. I know that we've done the uh, our five favourite heavyweight title yep. clashes and he definitely features in there. Or should I say significant moments in heavyweight boxing. Yep. We're talking about the Tyson second fight. But if you look at the Tyson first fight, mm-hmm. where, again, people were going, oh, he's the underdog. You're talking, you're fighting Iron Mike Tyson. He's not a legitimate heavyweight. He's Evander, all this yep. type of stuff. The way that he goes about boxing, first of all, Mike Tyson in that first fight. Fearless. And then stopping him in the 11th yeah, round. Unbelievable. It is just absolutely unbelievable to see. I urge anybody to go back and re-watch that on YouTube. Would you say that that's his defining one or would you go back to Buster Douglas when he actually becomes a champ? Uh, no, I think it was the Tyson. The performance against Tyson was just so significant for him and his career because that completely and utterly justified. It put all the naysayers to bed that he was a legitimate heavyweight. He was the boy. And he was the number one heavyweight in the planet at the time. Mm. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal career that he had mm. unbelievable you could, you could sit you could sit here talking all day about Evander Holyfield and what he's achieved and just on that note as well I once met Evander Holyfield I went to meet him in a in a bookstore one time he was doing a signing with Pricey didn't and you? with Big Pricey yeah and me I've and, got the picture me I'm and Evander to... were like same height he was like only same size as me he's like 6'1 6'2 Pricey obviously is like 6'7 6'8 Pricey towered over both of us but me and Evander were pretty much the same height what obviously you he's, he's double he, as thick what, what, what are you saying that you what I mean? got, he, he was never a, a big heavyweight him. he was never a big heavyweight yet he achieved so much mm. in, a, in what was a golden athletic, era of heavyweights as well athletic though, oh, just 100% natural yeah like myself <laughs> <laughs> did you just pump your chest out at me then ridiculous <laughs> Mm. Suck the gut in. Um, it's no coincidence that obviously we've done our heavyweight show recently, um, which you listen to with all the commentary and various things like that, which obviously Evander Holyfield was a part of. Uh, and then we did our Mexican show, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, Marco Antonio Barrera was yeah. uh, a part of. We as said he well. was one of our idols as well. And he's become uh, part of the Hall of Fame. So congratulations to the pair of those uh, in the class of 2017 uh, being inducted into the Hall of Fame. No surprises no. there whatsoever. Go he- back go back and watch the Morales, Barrera Morales yeah. fights if you want to see the true Mexican boxing. Absolutely outstanding. Mm. Absolutely. Don't go and watch Nazim Ahmed because it upsets me every single time I watch it. <laughs> anyway, speaking of being upset, this is uh, more of a poignant moment. I know that we mess about and we talk... Uh, uh, smack on on this show on a regular basis, uh, but the as we entered the studio today, the the very sad news hit us about Errol Christie, mm. uh, sadly passing away. He's had a bit of a battle with uh, lung cancer. Only in his fifties, Errol Christie. For those that don't know, probably one of one of the greatest amateurs that we've ever had yeah, in, in this 100%. country by an absolute mile, sensational amateur uh, career. But fifty odds, no age, man, and uh, no. this terrible c-word disease. Gets, gets all the greatest. It's frightening, you know, and um, I was reading a mate of ours, Steve Lillis, had put a nice little tribute out on his social media uh, in the aftermath of Errol's passing, and um, he described him as the, the Sugar Ray of Moss Side. I think he, he described him all, which is a lovely little tribute. I thought that was a really poignant thing to say, and it's nice today. A good mate of mine, of mine, Carl Wright, messaged me this morning just saying how disappointed he was and how sad he was and the fact that he'd, he'd been on England tournaments with Errol yeah. as amateurs and everything else and what a nice man he was and everything else and a uh, big loss to British boxing and be beloved across British boxing as well. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Okay, we've kept you dangling long enough. You know why you're here. 
the only reason that you've hit subscribe or hit download is to find out and get pumped up for Ward versus Kovalev part two. The most anticipated rematch so far of this year. Um, I'm excited about it. You're excited about it. The fighters are excited about it. There's a bit of animosity, a bit about blood between the pair of them because of what happened in the first fight, the dispute over the result. Let's get stuck straight into it because if you remember when we originally spoke about the first fight, as we as we look back at that first fight, um, we could see the value in whoever winning that. It was close. It was a great contest, a very, very close contest. But I look back at my scorecard before we started today's show and I had it 115-114 Kovalev. Yes, you did. Um, and the, basically the win was because of that second round knockdown. Mm-hmm. I thought they won six rounds apiece uh, and therefore that second round knockdown was the defining moment and therefore Kovalev came out on top. You were the other way around, weren't I you? I had Ward by one, yeah. You had Ward by one. Yeah. A lot of people were back and forth on our social media, here, there and everywhere, talking about um, who they thought had won under no way, shape or form, was it a robbery. Absolutely. No. We, we were agreed on that. No, but yeah. it was definitely not a robbery. But I've seen so much rhetoric in the in the post of this fight where people are going, oh, he got robbed, Kovalev got robbed, Kovalev got robbed, all this type of stuff. He didn't get robbed. I can understand how Ward won. I personally didn't see it that way. However, because of the way that that first fight pa- pa- panned out, the second one's going to be even better, man. Yeah. Because Kovalev ain't going to fucking take this to the judges, let me tell you. The fists of fury are coming your <laughs> way. The crusher is coming, my friend. Yeah. I've got a I've got a real funny feeling he's going to stop Andre Ward. Wow. It'd be amazing if he did. It'd be amazing for boxing because, listen, I, I really like Andre Ward. I, I do. I think he's brilliant. There's an argument Andre Ward's pound for pound the best boxer. And I, I mean, oh, boxer, technician silk, silk, on the planet. When silk. he's on, he's on. Mm. I think he started the first fight really slowly. I think he gave Kovalev a massive opportunity. I thought Kovalev looked great in the first fight, obviously. First four rounds, I thought he was outstanding. Obviously, the second round, knockdown. But... In the aftermath now, when you can see what happened from round five onwards, mm. you start to question whether that knockdown actually worked against Kovalev and worked in favour of Andre Ward. Because, As in what, broke his heart? But in terms of the fact that this was pound for pound, it was billed as the big one, it was billed as who's the best on the planet, who's certainly the best light heavyweight on the planet. But if you remember at the time, it was who's the best boxer on the planet. That's why he called it pound for pound. So much pressure on it. Kovalev starts great. He gets that second round knockdown. Suddenly the adrenaline is charged through his body. I'm going to stop him. I'm going to stop Andre Ward. I'm the underdog, and I'm going to stop Andre Ward. He, I'm going to take his own way. And I think his adrenaline dump that happened three or four rounds later... Mm completely worked against Kovalev and that's why he was he was struggling so much down the back end of the fight I thought Andre Ward comfortably won every round from five potentially six right through mm. which is why I thought he got the nod mm. but up until that point Kovalev had dominated the first three or four rounds completely dominated the first mm. four rounds so that's kind of how I look at it I'm like there's two I don't think Kovalev will let him off the hook again I think if he gets Ward hit this time, he's going to try and finish Ward and, and just let it all out there because he knew he knew that Ward was his. I don't think at any point in the fight Kovalev was necessarily hit no, by Ward. I don't think he was. He hit him with a nice uppercut at one stage, and he'd said afterwards, "Oh, you know, I never, you know, it wasn't, it didn't bother me." And Ward argues, "You know, I hate him. He knows I hate him." But when you look at that knockdown in the second, that wasn't even the cleanest of shots by Kovalev. That wasn't a clean punch. He hits him with the front of his hand, like it was his more fingernails. like a Joe Calzaghe slap. Yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. bit of a slap really yeah, yeah, yeah. if that, if he turned his hand over and that was knuckles game across over. the face that could have been game over so I think going in you've got to say that 
even though Ward come out of the fight with the decision, you've got to think that Kovalev will go into this fight a lot more dangerous because he's like, that ain't happening again. I'm going to pounce on him. However, the flip side of that is Ward cannot start that slowly again. He just can't. He just It just won't happen. And Virgil Hunter won't allow it to happen. And Virgil Hunter will have him switched on from the first round this time. And I think we'll see a different fight. We could see a bit of a boxing masterclass from Ward. Really? You think he's going to... Um... I'm going to go with Ward on points and quite wide on points as well. You reckon he's going to school yeah. him? I think he's going to school him this time, yeah. Listen, the crush is coming, man. <laughs> Just because of the pride aspect of it, he's so annoyed. You can see, like, every interview that he gives... Every time he's talking to somebody about it, you can just see there's anger there. There's re- he, he genuinely thinks he's been cheated. Yeah. Really, and when you you do that to someone from Eastern Europe, pride's a huge thing, man. And he is going to be coming with everything. He's going to be throwing the kitchen sink at it. He ain't going to leave this to the judges. He won't allow it to be left to the judges. And if he'll know if he can catch him once, which he did. Yeah. The adrenaline dump we've heard about over training and all all these things from his camp. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna stop him within six rounds. I think he might have to. I think that's his only chance. I think he can't. He can't pace himself for the second half of the fight, thinking, "Oh, I been, I been, I been blew my engine last time, so I'll pace myself to make sure I'm strong down the stretch." No, because down, that's, by, that, that by the time it gets start, down then. the stretch, yeah, yeah. Andre Ward's won the fight. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Kovalev needs to train and needs to go out there thinking, "This is a six. I've got six rounds to knock him out." But then he did that the first time and he didn't manage to knock him out. So that's why, that's why it's on such a knife edge. And that's why I think Ward may have an edge in terms of his game plan because he can't start that slowly again. Yet, will Kovalev start that fast and try and get the finish? But if he doesn't, same thing will happen what happened last time. Mm. Or does Kovalev start a little bit cooler to try and catch him late on? That's what Ward wants because Ward will rack up rounds. Can I just say, how much does animosity between two fighters add to a super fight? Of great, course, yeah, great. exactly. We we love the fact that they hate each other. Well, we've we've spoke. Bellew talks about this when he's been on our show about it. But if you look at some of the super fights that have been made down the years, where they're all shaking hands and kissing each other and going, "Oh, I respect this guy. I respect that guy." Yeah, not interested, mate. No, not interested because people don't buy into it. At the end of the day, this is the pay per view business. Imagine how big AJ Klitschko would have been oh, if they went at if it. They like hated each other. Tyson they, Fury, AJ, or Tyson Fury. Well, Tyson Fury, anybody. If they went as Tyson Lennox Lewis, if it was if it was like that, yeah. imagine how many eyes would have been on that. They were talking about it this week, and I don't want to get into the potential of this fight happening because it probably won't. I hope it doesn't actually. But I'm I'm telling you now, going into a pay per view, if Tyson Fury against Tony Bellew sells more pay per view on the strength of them building up this animosity than AJ Klitschko does, yet AJ Klitschko lived up to that. M- it didn't live up to it. It surpassed the hype. Yeah. There was no hype. We should have had more hype yeah. because that would have been the biggest fight. Everyone would still be talking about it. Everyone yeah. would still be going, oh my God, one of the greatest heavyweight fights of all time. But we didn't have the animosity in the build-up. That's what it was missing. And that's what this second fight's got with with, Clint, with uh, Ward Kovalev. and Kovalev. They've got that needle now. They've got the fight that they're backbiting each other because you can rob me. No, you robbed me. All right. I climbed up off the floor and still beat you. All that animosity. That's why this fight's got all the ingredients making it even bigger love animosity in the yeah. fight and that is what is getting us all revved up for it this week hopefully it's getting you revved up for it do you know what got me well. revved up let me tell you well before you tell me I just want to talk just a, a tiny little thing on this before you talk about getting revved up what is the best result for boxing and this particular weight division at the weekend got to be second it's got to be a win for Kovalev hasn't it so to, to set, set up, up a rubber, rubber match yeah it's got to be a knockout for Kovalev potentially in the first four rounds so Ward can come away and go oh he caught me cold you know oh well Got to do a rubber match then, haven't we? That's what we want. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see Kovalev and Donna Stevenson. <laughs> I want to see that gun show. All 30 seconds of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I want to see that gun show. But I think for boxing, 
otherwise, you know, the other, well, that, you know, my prediction on Andre Ward Masterclass and a, and a wide points decision, that's not a bad thing for boxing either because you go, wow, is this guy the number one then? Is this guy pound for pound the best on the planet? You know, that that's where we would be if that was to happen. But listen, from a fan perspective, yeah, we want Kovalev to cheer him, don't we? No, absolutely. I want him to cheer him, yeah. Of course I do. So then I've got a little bit more bragging rights next week. Anyway, you're talking about getting revved up. Yes. I watched could, the fight back. Because you've been watching the 24-7 stuff and the, and the fight back again yeah. from the first fight. I watched the first fight back and I was on it. And then you you mentioned you'd seen it on 24-7 as well. Yeah. And the corner work from Virgil Hunter in the aftermath of the knockdown where he's trying to get Andre Ward switch back on and get in there, you just think, you watch the corner, watch what he says in the corner or listen to what he says in the corner and you'll be, I, even I was fired up. I wanted to go out and fight Kovalev after I heard what he said in the corner. Unbelievable corner work and that's the difference between a good cornerman and a great cornerman that he can get you motivated when it matters most. This is what the greatness is. Robinson then got up. Literally got up. Ali got up. You got up. Do it. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Can you imagine being sat in the corner and he's yelling in your ear, list, this listing off these absolute greats from years gone by, and you finish with Ali. If you'd have gone Ali first, you might have gone, oh, you, you kind of... Tapered down. Yeah, you've, you've diluted the speech, <laughs> but you went with the greatest of all time at the end. <laughs> and if, you, if, if, if you've not seen that, I urge you to go back and watch it because at the moment that he's mentioning these fighters, you can tell he's getting the attention. Yeah, yeah, he's getting the attention of Andre Ward, and Andre Ward Ward's then, chest comes up like as he's saying it, you can see yeah. him phys- phys- physically lifting. And by the time he mentions Ali got up, he's looking in the eyes of Virgil Hunter, and then obviously it goes on to then say, "Go out there and get this fight done." <laughs> and he sends him out, and obviously the rest is history. He ends up getting the points decision, which I disagree with, but he ends up getting the yep. points decision and sets up this unbelievable fight that we have got for this weekend. Yep. In the early hours of Sunday morning, delighted it's on Sky Sports as well. You can get stuck straight into it. What a weekend of boxing we have got lined up for you this weekend, uh, including that uh, if we're going to talk Sky Sports, we've got to talk Paul Smith Jr. He's going to fight Aaron Zug for the WBA Super Middleweight uh, Championship. We've done a full-length interview with uh, Paul Smith uh, on well, it's available on our website now, fightdisciples.com. We had a little bit of a chat about it uh, on our Radio City talk show, which caters for Merseyside Boxing. Just quickly, I've gone out there on a whim and said, I think that Tyron Zug will underestimate Paul Smith Jr. Paul Smith Jr. will come back as uh, world champion at the weekend. I'm not saying he's going to reign for time. Not saying that. I just think we might get a Darren Barker situation at the weekend where he becomes world champion through a bit of underestimation. Very similar to the way that uh, Arthur Abraham underestimated him in the first fight. Yeah. I hope you're right. Mm. Well, anyway, it's all on our uh, Radio City talk show. Going to have a little bit of a nausea at that. Also on there as well, um, your mate who's been out for a, a period of time, Mr. Quigley. Um, he's in Belfast this weekend on the same card as Paddy Barnes. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Conlon was on that, but he's now been pulled off that card. Um, I think he's got something else. Some other irons in the fire of which will come to light very soon. But Paddy Barnes is on that card in Belfast. John Quigley taking on John O'Carroll for the uh, European Super Featherweight Championship. We speak to him. He's in the studio. He's a top guy, really good, relaxed guy. Um, and you can catch him on BT Sport slash Box Nation. Yeah. Also on Saturday night. Blooming heck. You know what I mean? We're supposed to be in the cloth season. I know, so, it's unreal, th- isn't it? Th- this is supposed to be three, like downtime three now. Three cracking title fights. So therefore, we've got Paul Smith, Sky. We've got uh, Quigley on uh, Box Nation. And then in the early hours on uh, Sunday morning, mm-hmm. Sky again for the super fight. Oh, they are coming thick and fast, man. They are coming thick and fast. So make sure uh, you get stuck into that. We've been uh, doing a little bit of research, haven't we, actually? Into uh, a little trip. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now, we haven't got the uh, the uh, details as of yet, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to just chuck this out there just to see if anybody's interested in this, right? Because then if you're interested in it, we can justify this to our wives. Okay? <laughs> so in September, you've got Callum Smith going to Los Angeles to fight Darrell mm-hmm. for the World Championship. So we're looking at maybe sorting out a little trip. We're not talking a free. We're going to have to pay for it. Of course, we're going to have to pay for it, right? But we're thinking little flight out on the Thursday, something like that. Mm-hmm. Come home on the Sunday or the Monday morning, catch the fight, take all that in. Yeah. So that's one idea. Yeah. If you're up for that and you maybe could get a little bit of time away from the family and the missus and all this yeah. type of stuff and you've got a few quid in your back pocket. Flight disciples on tour is what we're talking about. Yeah. Would you be up for it? And if you would be up for it, just give us a little message on any of our social medias. Just let us know. Yeah, I'll be up for that. You know what I mean? Depends on price, of course. If you mm-hmm. can get a good price for the tickets and all this type of stuff. Yeah, we'll be interested. But then here's another little curveball, right, that we just want to throw your way. Because the weekend after Callum Smith does that against Darrell, there's Canelo against Triple G. Now, that if you're in the States when that's happening, <laughs> be rude to fly home. Can't come home. <laughs> Got to stay out, haven't we? Got to stay out for maybe a 10-day job. So if we flew out on the Thursday to LA... Enjoyed Callum Smith becoming world champion. Yeah. Stayed out in LA for a couple of days, then got a little connector. Well, we'll what we'll do, we'll arrange to go to Freddie Roach's gym. We'll yeah. do a couple of, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll action pack it, like, you know, we'll, we'll get everything. We'll do all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll then we'll get a little connector from LAX down to Vegas, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'll get to Vegas on the Tuesday, obviously. Because yeah. <laughs> you don't want to yeah, be there, fight You've got to get in there on the Tuesday, you know what I mean? Get a right amongst it. We all the Mexicans, we'll have a right old tear up. We'll have a nice six days in uh, in Las Vegas and we'll take in the fight on the Saturday night, a little 10-day yep. trip. Not now, again, dependent on how much that is going to cost, would you be up for it? Is it? Could you get that time away? Could you do that? And if you, if it is and that lights your candle and you fancy uh, joining Fight Disciples Airwaves for uh, for, uh, for for 10 days uh, ten days holiday, you're more than welcome uh, to send us a little message just so we can gauge numbers. Yeah. We'll have a where we in holiday company, see if we can get a Bonza deal for everybody. Exactly. If, we'll it, have... if it makes sense, let's try and do it. Let's do it, you know. Let's let's test the water with mm. it. Let's do it. It'd be great to do a Fight Disciples live from Las Vegas as well. Get everybody fight involved. Week. We'll yeah. get all, everyone that comes with us, we'll get them involved. Obviously, we've got our connections. We can get tickets for the fights easily enough, but we'll also make sure we get tickets for the post-fight parties and everything else. So it'll be a real uh, Fight Disciples bonus. But, uh, but, what we, but what we, we need, need to gauge interest first, don't that, we? Uh, well, yeah. See who's up for it. Now, what we're saying is we need, we need to gauge interest for the holiday company, obviously. That's what, we're, that's what we're saying to you right now. But what we're really doing is just making sure there's, en- there's enough backup for me to go to my wife and say, here, they want to go. It's a business thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to go. There's, a, there's a 20, 30, 40 people that fancy this. Can't let them down now. We've said it. Can't yeah. let him down. I'm going to have to go out there as the uh, as the Arkela exactly. from from the from the Scout Jamboree. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get out there. So if you could back us up, that'd be wonderful. If you put it on Twitter, then I can retweet it. Says she definitely knows that it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be wonderful. All right. So if you could do that for us, that'd be great. If you fancy that little trip, if you fancy something like that, just throw your name in the pot and we'll uh, we'll discuss it and we'll see where we go. And then we'll get the details. Hopefully so over the next. Well, we'll try and get it done in the next seven days. Then we've got the details on next week's show. We'll tell you exactly how much it's going to cost and whether you can uh, fund it and get yourself out there. That'd be great. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now, just before we finish. Uh, today's show and speaking of little trips away um, this isn't confirmed as of yet we're just hearing a few rumours 
uh, that the lovely people at Mayweather Promotions have, uh, have booked a venue for August the 26th. So if you can get three weeks away from the family, <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with McGregor against Mayweather. We'll have a week off. We'll go to LA. <laughs> so take in Callum Smith, and then we'll have a little bit of Triple G and Canelo uh, back in Vegas. What do you reckon, Nick? Yeah? Yeah, definitely. Not a cat in hell's chance. <laughs> Never happening. Uh, but we'll have more on that day and development because social media is going crazy with that at this moment in time as we're recording this show. So as we get more information on that, uh, we will get it to you on tomorrow's programme, all right? Thursday morning on our UFC show because that fight obviously crosses over, so make sure you're a part of it, all right? If this is the first time you've ever listened to us, uh, please hit the subscribe button on iTunes, write us a five-star review. That'll be wonderful. It just helps us with our chart position so more people can see this nonsense that we uh, spout on a, on a weekly basis. And as you're seeing this week on a daily basis, for, uh, an extra show for you this week. Normally there's three freebies, there's four freebies this week, all available at fightdisciples.com. Um, and we're also on social media. Uh, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fight Disciples. Please hit the follow there because you never know what will come up. We might get some tickets or something like that that we just need to uh, shift quite quickly and it always happens on our social media. So there you go. Facebook, Twitter and Instagram is where we are at Fight Disciples. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy this weekend. Enjoy it. It's going to be a cracker. Fingers crossed. We've got another British uh, world champion, another British European champion, or a Scouse European champion, should I say, because John O'Connell's obviously British as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, um, hopefully, I get my way. Kovlev uh, knocks out Andre Ward in the first minute of the first round, and then uh, we can set up that rubber, rubber match. match. Yeah, absolutely. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.